Hi everyone, it's Dr. Kamari Valentine here, and thank you so much for joining me. This podcast comes with a trigger warning because I will be talking about infant and pregnancy loss, and if that is something that is triggering for you, I would strongly advise taking care of yourself and also seeking out somebody that you can talk to about that. Unfortunately, both are more common than um, than people might realize, and um, and more and more awareness is turning towards this important topic. I really wanted to talk about this topic um, as it is very close to my heart and my life in October, which is a month where there is increased focus on the losses associated with pregnancy. We are also heading into Halloween or All Hallows Eve, where a beautiful tradition that my husband has introduced into our life is the visiting of uh, cemeteries or memorial areas and paying respect to um, those who are no longer physically here. What I thought I really wanted to do for October, before October ended, was talk to you about 10 lessons that I have learned through grief. And I chose the number 10 um, because it is meaningful to me. So some of you will know that um, my first um, baby, my daughter, was stillborn on her due date. Um, at a time when, um, rather ironically, the risk factors associated with pregnancy are at their lowest. So this November, she would have been 10 years old. I have put a list together of 10 things that I have learnt about grief. Um, I'll start by saying that um, there were lots of tears that went into the making of this list and I can't guarantee that there won't be tears as I talk to you. But if you have been following me for a while, you'll know that I think that tears are really important. They mark and indicate that things matter to us. Okay, so... On that note about marking things, what I've learned over the last 10 years is that marking birthdays and anniversaries is extraordinarily important. These anniversaries have a way of bringing up feelings and they also offer us a really important opportunity to hold our loved ones in our hearts, to pay attention to those feelings. Number two, you can help children who have not known that person to connect with that person. So none of my subsequent rainbow children or stepson met my daughter and we celebrate her birthday, we talk about her and this has become really important to me and from what I can see to my children. This gives them a sense of who is in our family. And it also 
allows them to have language to talk about death, which, as many of you know, is a very taboo subject at the moment in our society. I also profoundly hope that for them it means that there is an appreciation of how fragile life is and that pregnancy nor life go always according to plan. Number three, it doesn't get easier to answer the question, in my case, how many children do you have, um, which I always find difficult because I find it difficult not to give people a complete answer. The closest I've come to, and I'm very keen to hear what other people say, the closest I have come to is that I say I have um, three living children. That, that was before I was gifted with a stepson. And now, number four, that has become more complicated still when I try to describe our unique family. Sometimes the simplest answer might be yes, I have children. What you might hear is that my difficulty is that I do not want to shy away from talking about all my children, not just the ones who are living and not just the ones who are biologically mine. Number five. What loss has taught me is that this experience can make it very difficult to connect with others and that there can be feelings of difference. For a long time, and sometimes even now, I have a sense of being known as the woman who lost a child. That sense softens at times, and I don't think that it is the core of whom I am, and yet it is a part of who I am. Number six, in contrast to that, is that I was surprised at how many people shared my story. It is always difficult to completely connect, I, I feel, um, with parents who have not experienced loss and also parents who have experienced loss and are grieving. For myself, this is because I have a profound appreciation of how fragile life is, and I also maintain that life is amazing and wonderful, and that I am absolutely grateful for having had the opportunity to have had my first daughter. Number seven, it really means a lot to me when people say her name or recall her. I know some parents are triggered when reminded of their child and there is no one size fits all. This is always worth checking out. I really appreciate that my parents celebrate my daughter's birthday and talk about her and that there are no taboos about bringing up death. On that note, I'm also grateful to my current husband 
for how we celebrate my daughter's birthday. And, and going back to point number five, um, something that I became aware of as I was pregnant this time with another beautiful daughter was that there was a part of this experience that I did not share with my husband. For me, pregnancy this time came with many reminders, right? Phrases people would say in the hospital or aspects of my daughter's uh, birth and so on carried with them memories of what had happened before. I was very lucky that I had an extremely supportive team of medical professionals and friends, along with my husband, who knew about how um, triggering or how loaded this pregnancy was. And the other thing that I am extraordinarily grateful for is that I had already undertaken EMDR training and that in my training I was able to engage with EMDR and work through different memories. I cannot emphasize enough how much EMDR has helped me. EMDR incidentally stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing Therapy. In this therapy, what we're concerned about are how memories become blocked in the brain and how it is hard to process them. It is these memories that mean that feelings arise and beliefs associated with those memories continue. Number eight, I've already alluded to this, but for me, that experience of loss and of grief has colored all of my parenting and my pregnancies. I was thinking when I was pregnant after uh, my first daughter that if I were to write a blog, it would be parenting without confidence. This is a notion that I have embraced. The problem with having encountered death is that the fragility of life is emphasized. I learned the hard way that there are no absolutes, there are no certainties. You can do everything that your speech mark is supposed to do, and that does not guarantee an outcome. To make sense of this and live with this, the way I deal with it is to simply take one decision at a time and to use the resources that I have, which include wonderful friends and colleagues. That assurance that I had, though, when I was initially pregnant, in terms of parenting and in terms of childbirth, is now no longer something that I have. Number nine. I was surprised and delighted at where I found hope. And for me, this came in seeing things grow and in gardening. If you followed me for a while, you'll know that I had a blog about psychology and gardening. 
it's really hard to describe how much joy I found in seeing that life was possible and growth was possible. So our ways of making meaning are really important ways to navigate grief and loss. Number 10. Life will be changed forever. I can't access or I don't know how life would have been different. But what I do know is that this marked a a fork in the road and that I had to make some decisions about what I wanted my life to be like following this important loss. I remain extremely grateful for my daughter's life and for me it is a choice about focusing on her life rather than her death. That decision came very early on when we were planning her um, her service, which I chose to call a celebration of life or a service of life rather than a burial or funeral. In that same way, when I talk about her, I say that I am grateful for my... 40 weeks of pregnancy and getting to know my daughter. And this this focus does not mean that I don't hold sadness and don't hold other feelings. It means that this is this is what I keep coming back to. So thank you for indulging me and listening to this very personal account. I know that I am not alone in experiencing this loss and even if it is this, not this particular type of loss that you have experienced, I know with all of my heart that so many people have experienced profound losses that contribute to how they see themselves and the decisions they make. And I know that we are all in this together. So thank you so much for joining me wherever you are. Take care and we'll talk soon.